we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast it comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because uh, Joey Dell and I have uh, things to talk about. And uh, you're basically just along for the ride, whether you like it or not. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Triple all over the place. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. I will have a, uh, a, a confession in a couple of moments, but we'll come back to that in a, in a moment. Top left-hand corner of North America, joining us tonight from uh, Calgary, as usual, Dallin. Hi, good evening. Good evening. Down to the right, to the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget. Hi, hon. Hey there. Hope you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. And the jumping, skipping, hopping, running and jumping and skipping and hopping and running and jumping and skipping and hopping and running and jumping and skipping and hopping. And there is a, uh, there is a Zorro, the gay blade reference. You're welcome. It's got nothing to do with it. Joseph over at Paris, France. Good morning. Glad you could make it. Good morning. Yeah. Um, okay. So first order of business, I have a confession to make. I am no longer an atheist. I now worship at the at 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 the at the uh, I, I worship at at the feet of the great god Murphy. I had a situation, as most of you know, uh, last week, where the mixer board that I use for my microphone uh, kind of uh, ate itself a little bit, and it was bad. I decided yesterday, meaning Friday. Because I haven't gone to sleep yet, so as far as I'm concerned, it's still Saturday, so you don't like it that tough. Um, I went Friday up to Guitar Center to see about either getting it repaired, which would have been nice and easy, but that doesn't happen, or to see about a replacement piece. Two minutes before I got there, another gentleman was selling a mixer board to Guitar Center because he is, because of the sickness, he is out of, you know, out of work. He would otherwise have been working on the, uh, on the, uh, county fair, but, you know, no county fair, no work, no work, no money, no money. Well, so he was selling a mixer to Guitar Center. The exact same make and model mixer board as the one that I need repaired. So they were going to offer him on a unit that would have been about 140 bucks new. They were offering him 30. So since we were kind of chatting it up a little bit anyway, I said, well, um, Paul, his name's Paul, by the way, um, I have a unit that needs to be repaired and or replaced. You have the exact same unit that's working. They don't want to give you as much as you would like. Um, how about we make a deal? So we made a deal. And I gave them extra from what I would have otherwise paid for a <clears throat> crappy uh, Yamaha sort of replacement and 
gave, like I said, gave him a little extra, and I am now running with the replacement mixer board, which today has a problem. It was unpowered when I came home. I don't know why. I plugged the power adapter into a new, uh, a new power socket. It didn't power on. I am now running with the old power adapter on the new mixer board. The only thing that is common between them is the power squid that I'm using. And I'm getting the funny feeling that maybe, just maybe, there's a problem with the squid. So, uh, I'm not using the power squid right now. Which means I get to try to figure out what the hell is going on, and I'm not happy about that. And didn't I say once before last night, Dallin, the great God Murphy giveth and he taketh away. He does indeed. You know, I would have otherwise used my F tonight already, but, you know, I'm not going to do that. So, I don't know why we're here, except for the great grace of... I didn't get rid of the other mixer. I've still got it in. in. I'm going to have to see if I can fix that one. Because this is going to be really annoying. But let me tell you. The the idea that I was there at the same time as another guy who had the exact same make and model. You know, uh, I, I, I don't know what to say other than... Uh, it's it's a really crappy idea as to why to suddenly become no longer an atheist, but you know what? For right now, for just this moment tonight, I'm gonna take it. So yeah, that was that was really um yeah, wow. So hi everybody. There's my confession for tonight. My midnight confession. There there is there is a there is a DJ reference in there for some people, so there you go. For those of you that are watching with us live, of course, hi. Good to be back with you. You can, of course, join us while we're recording and uh, chime in on the live chat, of which uh, Felis is over there. I was going to almost uh, say hi to Dallin, too, but, um, you know, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. Hey, it's, hey, hey, I'm just trying to, you know, no, I know. work with the chat. No, I, I, I appreciate it. And Stephanie, hi. Hon, good to have you guys. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Now, I... Uh, I did something today that normally I wouldn't have. I got together with my Saturday friends the first time since this whole thing started. And we had a very good get-together. Uh, we were very careful. We had masks. We stayed apart from each other, even though we were still in, like, the same house. But, you know, none of us have been around people for, you know, weeks. So, you know, I, I am comfortable and confident enough. And trust me when I say I'm super paranoid because, you know, reasons. So, you know, we, we got that going on. I remembered to turn off the reverb, didn't I? Yes, I did. Good. I'm sorry. I'm a little worried about some of the stuff that I did or did not do at this point. So I'm just trying to be careful about that. Item last. Because I went to see my friends, I stopped 
at Wigman's. <laughs> and for the first time in literal months, I actually got some beers. And not 79 cent beers, you know, because I'm not going down to the, I'm not going down to that town. So I'm not stopping at that gas station. So I'm not getting 79 cent beers. So here's the deal. You guys get to choose for me for tonight because I got a six pack, a build your own six pack. And where did I put it? I put it over here. For the first time, I believe ever, I acquired Genesee beer. Yes, this is a rather large can, but, you know, so you guys are going to have to uh, take a choice. So you guys choose it out. Genesee. Uh, let's see. What was this one? Brown Bomber Hard Cold Brew Original Malt Beverage. Just, there we go. Got that one. Um, try to get these. God damn it. Get a, get a, you know, this is one of those times where you say, get a grip. Uh, I may have tried this one before. I think I did. 12 Gates Coffee Porter. I'm pretty sure I tried this one before. I don't remember if I liked it or not. So, you know, I had to fill out the, the six packs. Whatever. Well, I mean, if it, if it wasn't that good, you wouldn't remember it, so. Uh, mm, uh, I, I have liked the Guinness before, but this time I got the glass Guinness, uh, what was it? Extra Stout. So, you know, okay. Guinness, we know that I, I liked the, the big can. Uh, let's see. Java Head Stout from, Tr what is it? Trogs? I'm sensing a theme here. Uh, no, you're not. Because I also acquired Bud Light Seltzer Pineapple. Specifically because I like pineapple and stuff like mango. Uh, no. No. Uh, I mean, Bat Pony, no. No, this Bat Pony, no. And believe it or not, the entire reason why I got it as a, as the Build Your Own Six Pack, I acquired Stella or 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 to I got it. Stella Artois. Artois. From Artois. Belgium. Yes. So uh, that was that believe it or not, I've wanted to try that for a very long time. I never have because it's always been like a six pack, twelve pack, whatever the hell it is, but you know, in a, a large grouping. Yeah. So it's like, you know, why buy a grouping if it's something I don't know that I'm gonna like? Yeah, that's a fair point. Yep. Um so as I, I would never consider myself an aficionado, but I've done a few craft beers here and there in my travels. Mm -hmm. Okay, the coffee porters, the, the Java references, all of those, I get the feeling those are going to be uh, bitter with a bit of a uh, coffee aftertaste. You that, know? That hard, yeah, like the, the hard cold brew. Yeah, the that coffee. Sounds to me like that, that sounds to me like that's a hard coffee. Yeah, but the thing is, the, the coffee ones traditionally have had like, oh, I smell coffee. Mm, yeah, that, 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 that's all the coffee that there is. That's, yeah, well, that's why I'm kind of wondering about that. Yeah, but that's like coffee. I'm like, oh, it smells so great. It smells like coffee. You take a drink like, oh, what the hell is this? No, no, but, but I mean that there's like no coffee after, well, after yeah. the smell. Yeah. Um, now, I've drunk Stella before. Yeah, and apparently in the in the chats, uh, Felix and Stephanie both saying, "Yeah, the Stella might be uh, the way to go." Yeah, um, the Stella is a comparatively speaking, it's a mild taste. Hmm. Like it, it would, 
okay, to be honest, it's beer that tastes like beer. But it's not overly bitter. It's not overly strong or anything. It's just a nice, it's a smooth beer. So you might like it. All right, so that's a, that's yeah, again, I'm again. It's it's one I've done before, and I, on that one, I can speak from experience. Uh, coffee porter is something you got to be in the mood for because again, they're a very strong beer. They're mm. leaning more towards, um, I'd say, a Guinness grade of flavor, which is probably not it, a it, bad idea. But all right, well, no, keep it, that in mind. Got, it's, got that, it's got that brick to the face subtlety about it. Fair enough. Uh, Bridget, yeah. Joseph, um, any any opinions from you guys? Well, I guess I'll go with the Stella. I don't know that much about beer, but why not? Well, Stella, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. All yeah, right. that's the one. Well, it seems uh, that seems the odds on favor. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, I was actually uh, when I when I found the Genesee. By the way, uh, I. I was actually thinking to myself, would I be able to find a Jenny Cream Ale? They don't have it, or at least I wasn't able to find it over there at Wigman's. So um, if anybody's got any knowledge about that, if, if it even exists anymore, uh, you know, cool, great, whatever. But um, that's, uh, that's how that played out. Yeah. You know, I was going to go get some today. Uh I, I was out picking up some stuff, and the one store I went to was right next to a, uh, a liquor store. And I thought, you know, I'm really craving, but I didn't. Now I'm thinking to myself, yeah, tomorrow an ice cold beer of some kind. It's either going to be, well, yeah, it's, it's either going to be actually it'll be it'll probably be Stella if I can't find the one I'm looking for, or if I can find it. Yeah. By the way, I got the I got the fancy corkscrew with the yeah. Yeah, if I if I uh, if I can find it, Asahi. Oh yeah, th- it's a Jap- it, it's yeah. Japanese beer. Again, very mild tasting. I'm trying to remember if I've uh, tried that one yet. I had that actually. The first time I had that was at a Japanese steakhouse. Oh, there you go. And uh, the I, the glass I, monk I, is uh, is uh, Princess Luna. Ha ha! Okay. The fun has been doubled. There's a story behind this one, but that's a uh, that's another one for another day. Actually, down my my favorite beer. Okay. It's the kid in that comes in a white. It's got a white label with gold. It's a Japanese beer? Yeah. It's their best. Let's see. Okay. Joseph, if you can find a picture of it and post it in the chat, I'd be I'd appreciate that. Okay. Cause because again, I I do like looking for the interesting stuff. One second. How about a link? A link would be good. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, so far, it's it's it is cold, and for right now, it is kind of it's beer. Yeah, well, it, exactly. That's but but the thing is, you know, like I. I go to I go to buy a beer and I take a sip and it's like, yeah, it's beer. But then like so many craft beer makers out there, they decide that, you know, what? This many hops? No, we gotta triple that. And and make it so bitter that, you know, 
you'd probably have a better time eating coffee grounds. Yeah, I've done that. That's, yeah. Mm, no. No. All right. Well, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll let it go through. We'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. And, uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe there is, uh, maybe there's a, a, a final that comes through it that, uh, I'll, I'll end up liking. I don't know. The worst that can happen is I spent money for, uh, glass that can be recycled. You know, just whatever. Okay. Um, Somebody. Oh, good lord. I'm sorry. Joseph dropped a... Uh, yeah, it's a it, it's a Google search link for... Um, <laughs> it's four links at so, once, it looks like. Yeah, tell you what. This is... Uh, I, I went on one of them. I was just looking for the label to see, you know, if, while I'm out tomorrow, uh, if I can find this, I might try it. Okay. And then, of course, I sent it off to... Uh, a mutual acquaintance, Kieran, because it's Kieran Beers. So. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for the reaction. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. While you guys do that, uh, let me go ahead and uh, get rolling on uh, on uh, tonight's opening and uh, kind of work it from there. So, with uh, five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Bedrock. I had to... Uh, for part of the uh, uh, for part of the horrible scopes tonight, I did a little bit of um, a minor amount of research. I do do a little bit of research sometimes because you know the humor factor is really what it comes down to. But um, I ended up having to do a little bit of research on, of all things, bridges. Don't worry, you'll you'll hear about them a little bit. So I was looking through information about the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. Because, you know, I'm originally from Brooklyn. It's right across the, you know, it goes across the water from Brooklyn to Staten Island. It's like almost 20 bucks to go one way if you're not from the area. But, you know, that's besides the point. Bedrock. The concept of bedrock as both a, a, a conceptual item as well as well, a real thing. The idea is that you are supposed to anchor to it. Bedrock is just down the bottom. It is, you can hold on to that and it's not going to move. And, well, considering some of the technological things they had to do for the Verrazano Bridge, yeah, um, you, you, you want that. That's a, that's a, that's a long distance to go across if you don't have everything, you know, the way that you need it to be. In gaming, bedrock is very specifically something that is considered exactly that. It, you can't go anywhere. It is there. It is immutable. You can't do anything about it. And you can't break it. You can't destroy it. You can't chip it away. But in a weird, freaky twist of fate, it turns out that there is a certain collection of people for whom that challenge is simply too grand to pass up. And some gamers in Minecraft have figured out that, yeah, bedrock can be broken. It can be gotten rid of. What used to be considered the, the ultimate you cannot get out of this brick is not. 
through trickery, through gaming the system, if you will. The idea that something is a bedrock item, that you cannot break it, apparently happens in life, too. Specifically in politics these days. The idea that someone should be able to work within the parameters of a job. Specifically, the head of a country. There are certain titles that are supposed to go along with it. Elected official. That alone is something that carries weight to it. There is there is baggage that goes along with that term. And most people would look at it and say, and, and maybe not necessarily say, but would recognize exactly what that's supposed to mean, that you are supposed to be representative of the people who said, yes, I want you to lead. Now, in a lot of countries, the bedrock idea is that one person, one vote. One citizen, one vote. And each vote counts up until you find who is selected by the most people. And that bedrock idea does not exactly exist here in the U.S. We have a system that circumvents the idea that one person has one vote, and each vote counts into that. The Electoral College system is screwy that way. And unfortunately, we've seen several times where that's just screwed things to hell. We have people who need to overwhelm that. We need people to finally take a stand and say, you know what? I can't sit on the sidelines this time. Yeah, I need to hold my nose. Because it's for the greater good. Because one of the bedrock ideas of my country is supposed to be we help one another. And I really, really hope that we can do that this upcoming season. This episode 327 on the docket, Your Honor. What even is comorbidity? Well, guess what, folks? We're going to have to force Bridget to talk with us this week. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of figured that was going to be the answer. So, but you know, it's it's fine because there's there's stuff that goes around this, and as usual, it's not just about what the term is, but why it suddenly becomes such a buzzword. Uh, and and it's it's you can probably guess it's pissed me off. Yep. So I went looking for information uh, on Rafe Badawi's condition. Last week, uh, we told you that there was an assassination attempt on him in the uh, in the prison. We have new information since then, literally within uh, within two days of that having happened. From the Twitter account, 
good news. Rafe Badawi stopped his hunger strike. A member of the Saudi Human Rights Commission. I'm going to pause there for a second and remind you. I was as shocked as everybody else hearing this, that there is a Saudi Human Rights Commission. Be that as it may, and and yes, taken with a grain of salt, about the size of Dowen's salt light. Did you ever hook up that salt light again, by the way? He's not listening. He's, he's kind of, whatever. A member of the Saudi Human Rights Commission visited Rafe in prison and inquired about his complaints and needs. I would like to thank His Excellency at Awad S. Alawad. I probably butchered that. I, I sincerely apologize for his prompt response. It's not him getting out of prison, but it's a damn sight better than, you know, having been ignored after the possibility of, uh, well, what's the word that we're looking for? Oh, yeah, uh, an assassination. So with that little bit, little bit of good news, as of the recording of tonight's show, since he has not yet been released, it has now been eight years, two months, 20 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. That being out of the way, how do you guys feel about uh, doing the horrible scopes and then uh, actually getting into this crap fest that is uh, tonight's theme? That's, okay. That sound good to you guys? Oh, and okay. Reminding you that when a Google Doc is shared, you get to see how many people are actually watching it. Tonight we have anonymous, anonymous cormorant, anonymous jackalope. I like that. That's actually really good. And anonymous neon cat. Holy shit. Google, you know, well done. That's actually a lot of fun. So, let me go ahead and get uh, all of you guys started. So, for those of you that know what your astrological signs are, great. For those of you that don't, roll a d12. You can ask Google to do that for you. I don't know what Alexa does. I don't, I don't care. And you guys can have a little bit of fun with us. So, let's get you rolling over here. So, Aries, you will get lost while driving this week. If you're smart, you would have downloaded either the Batman or the Riddler voice pack for Waze. Uh, come to think of it, maybe you were using the Riddler pack and you were trying to figure out what the answer was when you arrived at the Canadian-U.S. border crossing. Uh, just turn around and go get the Brian Blessed voice pack instead. Hmm. Uh, trust me, I would love to have that, but he did that for Tom Tom, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, do they still make those? I... You know what? I have no idea. I'll have, to, I'll have to go and look that one up. But anyway, over to you. All right. So continuing on with Taurus. You're out of practice with your dating game conversational skills, so we're going to help you this week. When someone asks your sign, stop answering detour. The correct answer is always dangerous curves. And for the love of all things precious, Never again reply slippery when wet. Unless you're at a music store. In the Bon Jovi section. Wait. There are still music stores? 
with a Bon Jovi section. I'm sure there probably is somewhere, but um, I, I don't know. Probably in Jersey. Probably in Jersey. We'll, we'll, we'll right. go, yeah, we'll go with that. Go ahead. People talk about burning bridges without understanding that this isn't even possible anymore. Bridges made out of steel are not only notoriously difficult to burn, they're usually very busy. So if you want to even melt a step, you'll need to get it over 2,800 degrees Fahrenheit, 1,540 degrees Celsius, and we don't think even anger from up is that angry. I have no idea what that is, but anyway. Have you tried just twisting one back and forth until it falls apart? It's super effective. Ooh, I just realized... I screwed up my references. Well, damn. That would have been anger from inside out, I think. Yeah, you're, you're quite right. You know... Yeah. You know, it's, it's actually pretty bad when... Now, I never saw the movie, but... Damn I it! Remember the chari- no, but I do the rem- remember the character from, like, an Android game, so... No, that's... that's see, I, I went ahead and I told Joey that uh, I had everything checked out for spelling, I had everything just right for syntax, and I I completely just, uh, you know... Now, now you see, <laughs> this is... The, no, no, I've got you on this. This is this, this is hubris, man. This is hubris. No, 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 no. There are two kinds of errors in coding. You know this. Yes, I know. There's the syntax error, which yes. you took care of, but then there is the logic error, which is, you run the program... And it runs, but it doesn't do what you want it to do. <sighs> I'm in the air. You know, I was, I'm, I'm leading the bit. I'm leading the bit. I'm sorry. Joseph. And this, and this coming from the unemployed guy. Joseph, go right ahead. Joseph? He's muted. Yes, I see that. Did we lose you, Joseph? I didn't see that he had... There you are. It kind of helps. Yes. Uh, I'm doing Gemini, right? Uh, Cancer. Oh, Cancer. All right. All right. Uh, Some people are wondering why you're nostalgic about the 1960s. You're just nostalgic about times before you could be woken up at all hours by your phone screaming at you about a thunderstorm about to come rolling, possibly flooding the town around you. Like you could do anything about that. Turn off your phone and go back to sleep. Yeah, the story behind that was um, we were all at uh, we were all at Anthrocon one year, and there was everybody's phone four five thousand people where their phone suddenly started screaming all at the same time because of the damn thunderstorm. Let me tell you, that is one way to get everybody's attention. The other way is to uh, have the fire alarm go off and have the uh, chairman being sitting there with you for dinner and being suddenly bolting up out of his chair when the fire alarm goes off. Yeah, that was uh, that was Dr. Conway. But that's that's another story for Leo. Remember that Steve Austin, the bionic man action figure you got for Christmas in the 70s? Everyone knew you weren't going to work in plastic surgery the first time he rolled up the skin on his arm and threw up. Oh, and the $6 million man would be about 
$35 million today. Of course, you could just buy the doll on eBay for 30 bucks, but you know, why revisit old trauma? <laughs> Although, I don't know how much the atomic pile would be. Yes, it, he had atomics powering his... his uh, I'll shut mm. up now. Hey, oh. I, not, I not only had the, uh, the action figure, I had the rocket that turned into his operating table. Oh, good lord. Yeah, that's another yeah. 30 bucks right there. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Virgo. I'm just sorry. Um, actually, I'm, I'm okay. We're kind of channeling Bridget on this one. You have friends in the medical community who are going to tell you some funny stories from colleagues at colleges. The use of topical antibiotic ointments and large self-adhesive bandages go up like crazy at the beginning of the semester for one good reason. Rug burns. Oh, sure, you laugh now, but you remember how tough it was to brave through Sunday dinner while trying not to waddle? I'm sure I have no idea what that's all about. I'm definitely sure because, well, I was never in the medical community. I was a guest of the medical community for a little while, but, you know, never a uh, permanent resident. Libra. Normally we tell you to be nice in a new workplace, Libra, but this time it's all about bringing as much friction as possible to your new workplace. You've never heard of rotary friction welding before, have you? Well, it's simple. You know how you do the whole make fire with a bow and a stick thing? It's like that only with hunks of metal. The downside is if you do it wrong, you might be responsible for an aircraft wing falling off mid-flight. So go out and buy rotary friction welding for dummies first thing in the morning. Okay. Uh, yes. Scorpio. You know, you need companionship that won't just ignore you because they don't like you. How about you adopt a cat and name it Chris? Since cat hair makes you foam at the mouth, make sure it's a hairless one. Specifically a, a sphinx. Uh, the breed started in 1966 in Ontario, Canada. Bet you didn't know that. And that was the year Star Trek premiered. Your cat will look better than Montrealian William Shatner. And Chris is easier to pronounce than Mon Montrealian. So, go get a cat. Thank you! That's exactly what I was hoping would happen. Because I actually, I actually, uh, I actually asked Alan what the, what the right term should actually be. Because I, I didn't know. Actually, thinking back on it, it should have been Montrealer. I think is what. Uh, See, I, I I don't know. Ultimately, but it worked better this way because Montrealian is much more difficult to to sit. Whatever, look at that. So the Sagittarius calling someone an airhead. Yeah, I was leading the bit before. Calling them an airhead is an insult, but it has no style. That's like calling C. D. Bale's big nose. How about you try these instead? Excuse me, is that your nose, or did you park a bus on your face? You know, it's not the size of a nose that's important, it's what's in it that matters. And it must be wonderful to wake up in the morning and smell the coffee. 
in Brazil. There's a, there's a couple of people who actually get that reference. You, you, uh, thank you. Yeah. Anyways, Capricorn. This week coming up is going to be tough on you. So wake up and smell the coffee every day. It'll get you ready to face all the trouble about to come down the pike. Just remember, even though there are a number of products with coffee in them, coffee beer is not recommended to bring for everyone at the morning meeting. Um, unless you're on Zoom at home, then hey, hey enjoy. Aquarius. That painting of a moose you're thinking of doing this week is going to run into a few major problems. First, getting a photo of one is dangerous. Second, getting the picture without blurring it while sprinting away won't be easy. Third, using an overhead projector to get the lines on the canvas is a great idea, but did you buy any spare bulbs for it? Bet you didn't. And finally, that canvas won't be nearly big enough. Trust us. Pisces, someone will spill your lawnmower and hold it hostage this week. It's going to feel like an episode of Star Trek. You can't outrun them, you can't destroy them. If you damage them, the essence of what they are remains. If they regenerate and keep coming. No, they regenerate and keep coming. Eventually you will weaken, your preserves will be gone. They are relentless. They are spiders, and you will likely swallow one. You're welcome. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. If you liked them, great. Congratulations. If you didn't, uh, you didn't pay for them, so piss off. We don't care. Actually, we do kind of care, but, you know, it's not not in a way that actually will do anything for you. So, just, whatever. So, let's, uh, let's, let's go ahead and discuss this, uh, this, this, this word, this concept. Comorbidity. So, Bridget, since you're going to be front and center on a lot of these different pieces tonight, would you like to go ahead and explain to the class what comorbidity actually means? It is an underlying condition that one has that can contribute to other conditions or make things worse. Um, you know, like having a couple of conditions at one time. And I know where you're going with this um, is with the COVID thing. <laughs> there were some posts going around and some disingenuous information going out that only 9% of the deaths from COVID were actually COVID. Disingenuous and, is arguably the nicest way you could describe that. And... You know, most of the people that do suffer more severe forms of COVID do have comorbidities. And, you know, some of those could be like if you have high blood pressure or you're obese or you're, you know, have diabetes, something like that. And so information was being misconstrued to where they're saying, oh, well, if you happen to have these things and you, you know, like, uh, I don't know, if you get killed in a motorcycle accident and they tested you on the autopsy for COVID, then they say that you died from COVID, and that's not true. Yeah, real quickly, before you go past that, because uh, I almost 
use this uh, on somebody. If if somebody were to die from, uh, I believe the uh, I believe the expression would be a lateral, um, lateral dis uh, deceleration trauma. Uh, you know, being T-boned. Like for instance, uh, off of a, a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Would uh, would most coroners check for things like uh, underlying conditions? Like, uh, uh, all right, let's let's try this one. Uh, hypertension. Would they check for that if you died from a Ooh. motor vehicle accident? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to to get a blood pressure reading off of a oh, cadaver, a dead person, yeah. especially if they've uh, got a, like a, a shattered femur bleeding out. Okay, uh, how about uh, how about uh, uh, pneumonia? I mean, if you died in a vehicle crash, then they would you know, probably attribute the vehicle crash as the cause of death. Um, but when you're talking diseases, this one, I'm, I'm going to say it's kind of like if you get AIDS, mm-hmm. you know, HIV causes you to have these complications turn into AIDS, it's the complications that kill you and not the HIV infection itself. Even though it is what contributed because it made your immune system weaker. It's the other things that kill you. And the same thing, you know, can be said with having COVID. If you happen to have <clears throat> you know, a pre-existing condition like diabetes, you know, high blood pressure, whatever, it can make you weaker, more susceptible to the COVID, but it's going to be the complications caused by the COVID that kill you. Yeah. For- and we go looking at death certificates, and that's you know another thing that people are going, well, they're putting their, you know COVID on them and inflating the death rates and all that stuff. That's not true either. I've seen a lot of death certificates recently since the whole COVID thing started, and it will be listed on there as a contributing factor, but usually the, the cause of death from COVID will be something like multiple system organ failure or cardiac arrest or stroke, something like that, but then it will list, you know, as a contributing factor of the COVID. For my wife, it was complications from complications from cancer. Because it's arguable to say that she literally bled out or that she suffocated because of the way that the treatment had tried to help her. But that's, that's a, that's a whole other thing. Um, so the idea for these people to say it's not been 180 plus thousand from COVID, it's been maybe 10,000 in the U.S. alone. Mm -hmm. Um, To say that that's disingenuous, like I said, is arguably the nicest thing you could say, because that's kind of, to me, that's kind of like saying people don't die from gunshot wounds, they die from loss of blood. You know, it's kind of hard to, you know, put a, put a, put a positive. It's people don't die from gunshot wounds. They die from a cranial explosion. 
brought on by a gunshot wound, self-inflicted, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I'm saying, you know, I I I find people who are following this absolutely disgusting because they are intentionally mis. It's not even willful ignorance at that point. It's intentionally misrepresenting misrepresenting the information, and I find that absolutely disgusting. Well, and the thing about it is, too, the conditions that people have, um, they would probably, if they're undergoing treatment for it, would probably live, you know, decades longer than, you know, um, without catching COVID. Yep. The way that I explained it to somebody was, if you're living with a managed condition, and let's 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 go ahead and uh, list a couple of these. Give people uh, an, an idea of a couple of these. Uh, diabetes is currently a manageable condition. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm trying to remember. For, my grandfather had congestive heart failure for what I think was like decades. Um, congestive heart failure is, if I remember correctly, Bridget, feel free to box me down on this one since. Uh, my dad suffered from it, and it was a it was a pinnacle event. Like he had he had the high blood pressure. I'm pretty sure his cholesterol was out of whack. He smoked. He he didn't drink excessively, but um, he did enjoy his scotch. Um, and he had undergone a metric crap ton of uh, stuff uh, post retirement. But he did suffer congestive heart failure, and that is what put him in the hospital and caused him to get a bypass. So I, I, I don't think it's something that it's, it's not a chronic thing. It's, it's, it's an acute, it, it's what puts you in the hospital and makes them have to crack your chest open and fix you. Am I, am I right on that one, Bridget, or did I miss that up, mix that up? Well, I mean, it, it can be managed to a certain extent if you're on diuretics and. And he was. Yeah, um, I mean, you can buy some time with it. It will eventually take you out, but it's not something that you just suddenly develop and, and die from it right away. Yeah, like I said, I, I remember uh, even as a kid hearing that uh, he had the condition, and I just remember him from, I mean, he, he, he did not die until after I was, you know, uh, out of college. So, you know... Uh, what level or, or what it was that he had exactly. I remember that he had his water pills. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I remember that he had, he had stuff like that. So, uh, okay. So maybe not, not a, a, a good choice on that one. Uh, diabetes. Um, hypertension. Again, to the best of my knowledge, something that can be managed with medication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. High blood pressure. Well, that's, that's, that's what yeah, that is. I, and I am managing that. Again, speaking from experience, I am managing that mm-hmm. with medication. Yeah. Uh, there are some... So, I'm sorry. So it's probably not going so to kill you in the next, you know, one or two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, no, I've got... Um, but if you caught COVID, it could. <laughs> well, yeah, and the thing is, and, you know, we said it before, I'm immunocompromised, so mm-hmm. if, if, I do, if I do get it... Um, 
I am probably going to be one of those uh, statistics. Yeah, that, no. Uh, that, that you guys are going to be talking about it at some point. No, you're but not allowed. Saying, coming now, up and saying that COVID didn't kill you, though, or that you didn't die from it, that would be incorrect. Well, yeah, and of course, I don't know how... I don't know how bad the um, the skewing of the numbers is up here. Um, but part of the tinfoil hat that's coming on here is why. And I think what it is, is that right now, your country is, and I'm... Uh, I'm going to use... No, say it. I, say it. Okay. They are pissing themselves with fear right now. That's fair. You have got a nation of millions of people, 300 million people, scared shitless and not, and not knowing what to do. Because this is something that there is no medication for yet. There is no treatment plan. The most you can do is mitigate it. But to mitigate it, uh, causes people to take that little thing called personal responsibility, which, oh my God, my sense of God-given entitlement as an American is being threatened by somebody telling me what to do. Sorry for the hyperbolics. No, it's it's completely understandable. I mean, so, it's it's one of those things where it's it's true. The American we've talked about this piece before. The American oh, exceptionalism that trickles down to the individual. The only thing that is trickle down that actually works in America, there's a dig for you. Congratulations. I would otherwise flip you the finger, but you've already heard it, so why bother at this point? That yeah. you know, the the whole teenage I am invincible uh Wait, wait, wait. Yes, I've got, I've got, I've got. I, I, I actually, by the way, it, it, okay, jocularity aside for a second. In all seriousness, folks, if you do not have a good pen of your own, and no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you to go to like an, an Amazon link or anything like that. If you do not have a good pen of your own, kind of like this one, which this used to be my wife's, get one. And keep it with you. If you need to write something, if you need to sign something, don't use somebody else's pen. Use your own. Keep it with you. Clip it to your, you know, your, your shirt so that you don't have to be, you know, because we don't think about these things. You know, something as innocuous as a pen. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but, you know, you only hold on to it. Yeah, you use a stylus at the checkout. Don't. Use use your own if you, if you absolutely have to. Just keep that in mind. I know, it sounds paranoid. But, really, it's only paranoid if, you know, they're not out to get you. Yeah. And this thing wants everybody that it can get. I'm sorry. I digress. Anyways... It's that, it's that sense of fear. And so now people are trying to rationalize not being afraid. Now, th th this sounds bad, but 
I can kind of see where they're coming from in that. Well, I mean, I look at my numbers up here in Canada, in Alberta specifically. Mm. Like we have, we have less than a hundred people in the hospital right now in this province. Now we have lots of people who've tested positive. So there's a lot of asymptomatic character, character carriers out there. So, you know, the question, it, it does beg the question, like, I mean, yeah, okay, look, if you're, if you get it and you end up in the hospital, yeah, it sucks. It is terrifying, especially, you know, those, those less than 20 people in the ICU. I mean, for them, it's, it's, it's hell. And I, I get that. But I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to allay some fear so that, um, so that people aren't jumping at ghosts as much. Like, like up here, yeah, we've got our concerns. But you know what? Today, I went and I got some stuff that I needed. I, I went to Walmart. Yes, I still go there because they, they had the stuff I was looking for. I went there, you know, social distancing, had the mask, all that stuff. Everything was great. Then I went to the bulk barn to pick a few other things up. An interesting experience, but again, they're adapting. You know, they, they've laid down the rules, and people up here are going, all right, you know, got to wear a mask for five minutes to get in and out of the store. Okay, what's the big deal? You back my car, take the mask off, everything's, everything's jake, you know? That's the thing, is... You know, so, so up here, we're, we're kind of accepting the fact that, okay, this is kind of the new normal. Um, but I think down there, what they're doing is they are... They're trying their best to say that, okay, yeah, it's bad, but it's not that bad. In fact, the people who have actually died of COVID, and I'm using air quotes when I say that, is much less because what it is that people are dying from are the comorbidities I, I like I, I think what this is is they're trying to spin it to help people not be so afraid because I mean let's face it you, you got people down there that you know still believe in like demon sperm and other such things that you know like were you high when you when you said that that, that kind of stuff yeah not kidding um, yeah I'm, I'm not gonna I'm disagree not, with you down <laughs> Well, no, no, no. Like, look, I, I'm not disagreeing with the fact that this is egregious. I mean, this is this is bullshit. But I'm just trying to I'm trying to understand the why they would do this. Exactly why they would do this. They would do this because the number of cases um, of COVID and the deaths is hurting polls uh, poll numbers for Trump. That's exactly why they're doing this. Well, I'm pretty sure the 30 percent unemployment and the uh, for, or what is it, somewhat trillion dollars in debt. I mean, okay, the U.S. has taken the worst hit to its GDP mm-hmm. since GDP has been recorded. The Great Depression of the post-World War One was, I think it was a single-digit dip in the GDP. You guys are facing like a 30% dip since this whole thing started. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. But I don't care who wins in November. That ain't going to be fixed overnight. 
it's not, but I think it's politically motivated. And I say this also because they're coming out with a vaccine that is set to go live November 1st, no matter what. And McKesson's going to be the distributor. Wait, what? Yes. The CDC sent out letters to the governors on August 27th or 8th saying that by November 1st, they need to be prepared for mass deployment of a vaccine. And McKesson is the one that is the distributor and to waive any licensing requirements or things like that for facilities to be set up to, uh, you know, push this out. Well, this one ought to bake it then. Um, I, (laughs) in preparation for tonight, oh my God, I did my homework. I found, uh, actually, I saw this on TV, on, on the news, um, a couple days ago, and then I went chasing after the article. Uh, this is from CTV News, uh, from up here. Uh, a Canadian company has begun human trials of a COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, a Quebec City biopharmaceutical company, uh, which, which began clinical trials on humans on Monday, uh, this was posted on... Oh, crap. Yeah, this is as far back as July. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing human trials for a while, but they're getting emergency authorization to, to you know, well, blow through the, the phase three trials. Well, early. okay, yeah, that's that's the CDC down in the States. Uh, this yeah. is up in Canada. Um, the interesting thing about this is that this particular virus, was this one was able to bypass animal trials because... The vaccine from which, or the the original vaccine that this was derived from, was used to treat coronavirus, a variant of coronavirus, in cats. So it had already passed the human, the, the the animal trial stage. So they were a- they were able to build on that to go into uh, human trials. Now, as to the entire status of it, I'm not sure yet. I was also looking on the um, uh, the federal. Canada site, uh, just of all the stuff they've been testing. They've actually got a log of all the different uh, trials they've been using, uh, dating back as far as March. So, you know, while we've been sort of banding about, you know, again, throwing, looking at politics, looking at religion, looking at the blood of Jesus, looking at, you know, Copeland's blowjobs. Um, yeah, I know, I know. But looking at all that stuff, you know, if, if you could just, if you can pierce through that, all that bullshit, because that's really all it is, and see that people are actually working on this stuff. Now, again, I, I haven't looked at the, uh, I haven't seen this one here. This is, okay, Associated Press. All right, that's, uh, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, you, you see, that's, that's the thing. I look at a lot of articles, you know, trying to find rebuttals to this and rebuttals to that. It's just like, um, now, NewsGuard that I used to look at or that I recommended once before, now it's a subscription service. So it's like, um, I like being able to see that, you know, news is more or less true, but I'm broke for no. that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, yeah. I, I understand. Um, you know, hold on a second, because this, this is something that's worthy of, of, uh, of sidebar for a second. Most of us understand full well that economically speaking, world's in a shitstorm. There's no two, mm-hmm. there's no two ways about it. 
And I understand, I've, I've seen over the years, how necessary it is for news reporting to get out there. The fact that groups like in, in the U.S., for instance, National Public Radio is an organization partially funded by the federal government, has done very good journalism. Not necessarily news reporting, but journalism. And the fine difference between them is news reporting is this is what's up at the top of the hour because this is what we heard on the scanners. Journalism is we heard this on the scanners, so we went out there to find out what's going on. And here's what we found out while we were there. Yeah. Now, and the other big problem with that, though, is that for every for every journalist out there who is trying their best to do what they're doing, there are a ton of people who are like, we didn't hear this on the scanners. We caught this from um, Noseflick2959 on Twitter. So, yeah, you, we're going to pay you 50 bucks to purple up this prose as much as possible. We don't care if it's true because we can always retract it later. But, you know, that initial hit, we, we've done it. We've got our clicks. We got our money. We can justify the, uh, you know, the, the peanuts that we're paying you to purple up this prose. There's your points for alliteration tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Did you just say penis? No. You said it like you said prose. penis. I did not say penis. I think you said penis. If you know I what? Said, I, you know what? If I said it, I would have meant it. And no, all I said was purpling. Other, no, they were paying them in peanuts. Okay, to because purple, purple up the pros. Because purple peanuts is, I mean, you know, we'll we'll just we'll just set yeah, that okay, aside. Not, okay, no, this not, is not. This, we're, we're not talking blue balls tonight. I, I appreciate that greatly. No, this is not the alcohol talking. I'm having I'm having fun at his expense because when was the last time I got the opportunity to do this? We're not um, talking about pre-epism either. That's true. Cocaine? Bad. Don't inject that. That's really bad. Okay, so the point that I was actually trying to get to, believe it or not, is that I understand that all of these companies, news reporting organizations, journalism people need to get money. I get that. I so totally get that. And I'm so totally sorry that I can't contribute to that. So... When there are these groups who say, please pay us for the privilege of getting our stuff, yeah, I, I get that. And I get how hard it is for people to be able to contribute. Those of you that can and have been able to and have continued to, thank you for helping to support all the rest of us who can't. Yeah. Okay? My, only, like, my biggest concern is that there are outlets there that are nothing but political hitmen. Yeah. They, they will go out and they will smear whatever side is their opposite. And in, in my opinion, in a lot of cases, they just, all they're doing is muddying the waters. It's like I said before, like, is the sky blue? NPR will tell me one thing, but then BuzzFeed, Vox, Vice, and Fox News will all tell me all the, the well, technically it's this. Well, factually it's this. Another one will say, Oh, Trump said it's blue. He's wrong. Hey, hey. Because there are some out there who are just, hey, that's that's it. What? Don't rag on cracked. Did I say cracked? Besides, all they would give me is a top 10 list of what color the sky has been in the past 300 years, and Joey would read it. 
and then I would do color commentary on it. No, you didn't, actually. You did say something else. I'm sorry. I, t- I, 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 I said, retract. No, I, I know who I said. I said Vice, Vox, BuzzFeed, That's... and Fox News. Okay, BuzzFeed. That, yeah. that was, that and, was and, the one. And, and, and yeah, BuzzFeed okay. could take a long lick of that purple thing we were talking about before. What, the, the salt light? I asked you about that earlier. You know that. Yeah, to borrow a phrase from somebody, uh, sites like BuzzFeed are just filled with nothing but smear merchants. And those are the people I have a hard time, I have a big problem with. Yeah, and and to that end also, um, so that everybody understands, there are some news organizations that I will not trust prima facie. CNN, very specifically. Any organization that has their entire model predicated on, we will have the most up-to-date every damn time is not worth the paper it's printed on. And they're a TV show. Gives you an idea. I mean, don't get me wrong. The idea of being able to have the most up-to-date information about a hurricane from the National Hurricane Center, I'm right there with you. Hey, give me the weather channel. (laughs) Well, I mean, shit, then again, I I also remember when the weather channel used to be just a a C. G.I. set up 24-7 of just background music and Muzak and here, here, here. Um, how, how did that go? What, what, what's so bad with that? You know? So the Here's, Weather Channel does a lot of fear-mongering now. Yeah, well, I yeah, like that, this is, I, I, I remember back when it used to be, here is your weather report for this week. Oh, I got to the Storm Prediction Center. Yeah. And and I get my we, weather I have I have the Weather Channel up here. I also have it on my phone. Yeah. I also have WT Forecast. Thank you, Heretic Woman. Yeah, that that's yeah. Now earlier, um, just Bridget, you started talking about it, and Felix actually put it in the chat earlier tonight. Bad news will sell more for longer. If things are getting better, then the media has nothing for sale. Yeah. And that's that's the whole thing, isn't it? I mean, it's it's the shock content. Yeah, sometimes it is. Did you know, back in the day, news, the, the news portion of your day was not the ratings getter of a TV channel or a TV network? Yep. I would, I would be... I would dare to think that it was more of a an obligation that networks had to had to do in order to you know be on the air. They, they actually had to be more than just entertainment. I, I don't I don't know. It was a public service. Yeah, you know, you you had your Walter Cronkite's. You had your um, no. Stop what? right there. Stop right there. Because after Walter Cronkite, who the hell else? Fills those, fills those glasses. Yeah, but but all I'm saying is, you know, you had your granted you you had your personalities. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, hell, our Canadian news personalities were so good. The Air Force made fun of them constantly, and they joined in the fun. I talked about this before, where there was a great skit. Uh, this is on Royal Canadian Air Force. As, now, this is years ago, so forgive me. So they're starting off with their usual 
skit. It's on Parliament Hill. This is in Ottawa. This is our... Okay, for those of you that don't know, uh, for those of you who are south of the border, um, Parliament Hill and stuff in Ottawa is kind of like your D.C. That's where all the power is, so to speak. So you had CBC correspondent Pamela Wallen interviewing then-Prime Minister Jean Chrétien. And, of course, it's two actors from Air Force doing the thing. Now, uh, they're doing their back and forth, and suddenly, Pamela Wallen walks on the set. The real Pamela Wallen. Takes the microphone from the actor and goes, that's not how you do an interview with the Prime Minister. Here's how you do an interview with the Prime Minister. So then she starts interviewing the not Prime Minister. Five seconds later, Jean Chrétien walks up. That is not how you give answers to the journalist. Here is how you do it. And then suddenly it turns into a CBC interview. You want to talk good sports. <laughs> yeah, very you know, much so. Honestly, I, I honestly think the last person that would have done anything like that would have been Clinton. Only because he played saxophone on the Arsenio Hall show back in the day before he was uh, president. Yeah, there's that. Um, two things really quickly. Uh, one, I'm I'm wondering something. Uh, I'm wondering which microphone I'm actually coming through from because I didn't double check. Because I sneezed uh, a little bit before, and I looked back over the screen, and my my volume ticker was all the way up. So now I'm wondering, am I coming through the correct microphone? I don't know. You're, you're sounding a bit like you did last week, so I, I thought maybe you weren't testing the mixer. I'm getting, or, guessing you're off your webcam. Apparently I am. Well, shit. When I repowered the uh, the mixer, I must not have... Well, I don't need this over by me then. I must not have, uh, uh, re- I didn't reset. Ah, oh, damn it. That's fine. Okay. So that explains it. So I'm sorry that I sound like this. I didn't even realize. I'm totally sorry about it. All right. All right. Anyway. So, um, Felis had, uh, had mentioned something about, uh, there used to be something called integrity in journalism. Not so much anymore. Now, journalism does have, uh, does have folks with integrity. It's hard to find them sometimes because even the ones that are, are in a bad position of, well, let's face it, the guys that should be just getting up and walking out of the, the White House press room when they hold the equivalent of a, uh, uh, I don't know, um, a campaign rally, yeah, they, they should just get up and walk away in disgust and just leave the room. But at that point, then they effectively lose their job and their, their house loses their position in the room. So yeah. it's, it's a bit of a pain in the ass that way. But, yeah, step it. sorry. But the, the other piece of it is, um, the integrity and in journalism problem also comes up of, all right, how do, how do, how do I, I'm trying to figure out how, how do I properly, uh, explain this piece? Um, 
the integrity is something that got eroded uh, some years ago. Um, and it, oh, it's boy, not, boy. It, it's, it's not because of individuals, but because of something that ended up happening with the law on our mm-hmm. side. Now, I don't I remember. Ing- oh, you- I got it. Okay. I got it. Uh, thanks to Stephanie uh, popping it up. I went looking and I found this little piece from the, from the Los Angeles Times, June 21st, 1987. Wait a minute, June? Shit, that was that was about when I was graduating high school. Okay. Yeah, so, so check this out. President Reagan intensifying the debate over whether the nation's broadcasters must present opposing views of controversial issues That's the one. Has, has vetoed legislation to turn into law the 38-year-old Fairness Doctrine, the White House announced Saturday. The doctrine, instituted by the Federal Communications Commission as public policy in 1949, requires the nation's radio and television stations to, quote, afford reasonable opportunity for the discussion of conflicting views on issues of public importance, unquote. Yep. This type of content-based regulation by the federal government is, in my judgment, antagonistic to the freedom of expression guaranteed by the First Amendment. Reagan said in his veto message, In any other medium besides broadcasting, such federal policing of the editorial judgment of journalists would be unthinkable. That, ladies and gentlemen, is where it died. Yep. Now, Because now you can have your Fox News, which is definitely right-wing and right-biased. You can have your CNN and MSNBC, which are devoutly on the left having watched both I can attest to this more there or less is, yeah there is no more requirement there is no more regulation to be to be completely objective and if you're going to present one side you also have to allow time to present the other side yeah the problem with this has been and this was shown by uh, uh John um uh John Oliver, I think, had it, where it was, okay, we would, no, I forget who it was that did it. Okay, we would like to go ahead and discuss global warming. So here is a global warming denialist. Okay, you you don't believe it? Great. Okay, now let's go ahead and show you how many, how many scientists would actually be on the other side who actually accept and and suddenly in in the studio there's suddenly like 40 50 people and walk out there and got you know lab coats on the whole thing and they're trying to say so there's just you compared to all these people who have got reams of data your voice doesn't hold the same sway you should not even be on the show get off the air you know that yeah. that kind of thing but you see and the nice thing about that is Okay, I've talked about these guys before. Uh, Jeff Holiday's Wingnut Roundup. It's a monthly live stream that he does where it, it's done, of course, at the end of the month, where he talks about pseudoscientists, conspiracy theorists, Jillian Epperly, uh, and other such people who get on YouTube and they spout their stuff about how 
vaccines are the devil. And this is a conspiracy. That is a conspiracy. Now, you know they say sun, sunlight is the greatest disinfectant? Well, I mean, after, after certain... get pedantic on me right now, thank you very much. You know the context I'm talking about. No, I, I, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Anyways. So just imagine. Okay, we, we've got this dude from Australia here. Honestly, I can't remember his name, but who believes that drinking your own piss is the greatest way to cure cancer. Um, now, hold on. Okay. Extending an invitation to that guy to come on to a global news network as required by the Fairness Doctrine to provide the opposing view to something else that is going to make a lot of these people go scurrying I think so I honestly think that the that veto to the Fairness Doctrine was probably the biggest mistake that was ever made because I honestly think it would have it would have dragged a lot of these kooks out into the light where they would be screaming in pain at the opposition to their rather twisted little views. Joseph, um, since we got you back at this point, uh, to, I, I know, I remember you don't, you don't exactly watch very much in the line of uh, television for the most part, but, um, as, as far as news reporting, uh, television or or uh, news agencies, however it is that you get, whatever it is that you get locally, does there seem to be like a, a particular bias for it, the same way that we've got, you've definitely got some groups that are on the left, you've definitely got some groups that are on the right, does it seem to be much more central and fact-based than, or is it really the same kind of thing, crap that we've got over here too? Yeah, well, like you said, I don't know enough about it. Um, I only know the um, this one channel here, which lean, leans a bit towards the right. Um, you know, they're a little more uh, corporate-oriented, thus um, the powers that be party going. And then you have the uh, the national channels, uh, which tend to be a little less alarmist and, you know, government channel. So, you know, their basic role is to reassure the people not to, not to inspire any um, reaction or anything. Um, and then you've got independent channels. There's one that's called BFM, and they're kind of all over the place. Um... <clears throat> but they're not very uh, careful about their facts. Well, that's disappointing to put it mildly. Yeah, there's no, there's no single voice of reason here. If that's what you're asking. <sighs> it seems to be the take what you can from where you can come to your own conclusion. Fair enough. That's damned annoying. So, 
let's see if we can um, let's see if we can get this back onto the the actual for a couple of seconds because <laughs> no, I mean as usual, yes, we've got a, a whole bunch of different bunny holes that we end up going down, but there's you know, there's important reasons for them that well, kind of yeah, tie into the whole and, damn thing, which is well, and that's what this pisses one me about. off. This one especially pisses me off. Um, now, the reason why going down all of these different all of these different things was important to me because I'm the one who's supposed to be driving the cable car on this one. Yeah, I know, I know. Cable cars don't get your whatever. Shut up. Uh, the, we know what we know that the term comorbidity has suddenly become this this big term. It's suddenly become like, you know, it, it's being thrown all over the place. And, you know, every once in a while, we have exactly this problem where suddenly an old word, a word that is perfectly valid, suddenly explodes back onto the scene again because, well, you know, it's, it gets, it goes out that way. And we've seen that from, we've seen that from news organizations. And the thing that, forgive me, kills me about this, is that the whole damn thing started for a misunderstanding of what the damn term means. But as usual, you know, uh, how is it said? You know, a lie will be circling the word, circling the earth before the truth has laced on its shoes. Mm -hmm. And people will just accept the first thing that comes down the pipe to them because, well... They don't know enough to go. Um, wait, what? Well, because they're too busy living their lives. You know, a lot of people who do these, you know, so-called in-depth analyses of the news, or you know, try to get both sides of everything. These are people that are reading the news eight, ten, twelve hours a day, trying to soak it all in, and then try to sift through through it all to come up with, okay, what's really happening? And, you know, to borrow a line from that lady, ain't nobody got time for that. You know, I got a, I got a really, I got an important question. Um, Bridget, is it entirely possible? Or more appropriately, is it outside the realm of, of reason to think that maybe, just just maybe, part of the reason why people have been glomming onto this whole 10,000, not 180,000, is fear that maybe they're actually going to stay safer? I think so, and I say that because it was someone from the Trump administration that came out with that figure that should know better. That's and the piece that hurts. This didn't. Ha this didn't happen until after Trump started getting hammered over how many deaths he was responsible for, and the negative ads were coming out. And you know, it was someone from his administration who threw out that figure. That is a doctor that should know better. It was twisted for political purposes, in my opinion. And I also think that the CDC revising its guidelines in accordance to the Trump 
administration's demands, that was also for political reasons. They're saying now that they don't recommend testing if you come into contact with someone with COVID, unless you're symptomatic. By the time you're symptomatic, you've already been contagious for several days. Um, They're also saying that you don't need to observe a 14-day quarantine. That if you get sick with it, as long as you've been fever-free for a couple of days and you're good to go, and that's bullshit too. Now, uh, let me pause you there for a second. Reminding you that when I was a kid, I had chicken pox twice. I know. I know. I wasn't really happy about it either. If you've got chicken pox back in the 70s, when, you know, when we did, you didn't send people with active chicken pox out. You kind of had to, you know, get them away from everybody so they didn't infect more people. One would hope. I know, anti-vaxxers now just don't, you know, whatever. I know, I know. If you felt like you were coming down with a cold, you tried to keep yourself away from people. If you were coming down with the flu, same thing. If you had pneumonia, well, I mean, there, there's a, I mean, you get ragged on by people who tell you, what the fuck are you doing getting pneumonia again for the third time? Every three years, cut it out. Or is that just me? I don't know. Whatever. So the idea of, you know, if you're going to be sick, you, know, you don't need to stay away from everybody. You're fine. What? And also, you know, saying that it's okay for teachers to teach in school, even if they're symptomatic um, because they're essential workers. So that's a thing that the administration's pushing. Um, yeah. All of this is political. And I think it's horrible and it's horrifying to me that something like a pandemic is being used for political reasons. You know, the CDC used to be based on science, but they're letting politics push their agenda now, and that never, is never let a catastrophe go to waste is a political motto. Ain't that the case? And how disrespectful of the scientific system is it for a bunch of people who have dedicated their careers to not just science, not just the betterment of humanity, but to the to the Hippocratic Oath of do no harm. How in the hell can these people just go ahead and say, yeah, everything's um, fine. Sure. With a, with a straight face. I, I, I simply cannot fathom. I simply cannot fathom these people doing that. Because it's a complete disservice to the public trust, to the public, to the people who are dealing with this, to the people like us who, at the very least, would like to have the right information so we know how to deal with everything correctly. Thank you very much. You know, using the term comorbidity, using any term, without knowing 
what it means is simply you're a fool. But it's worse than that. You're an unknowing fool. You are a walking sandwich board for the Dunning-Kruger effect. You don't even know how ignorant you truly are when you go and you use a term like this, half-assed, and don't know what in the hell you're actually talking about. Let me give you an example, really quick. People who live in mud huts find a cave, they walk in there, and it's interesting, it's unusual, it's a place that they can go to to commune with God because it glows. But people who go there are apparently taken from the earth because they die in a very short amount of time. Why? We don't know. That's God's choosing. No. If they had something as simple, I say simple, as a Geiger counter, they'd find out that it's glowing because there's a shit ton of radioactivity in there from stuff that's boiling up through the water and throwing Chernikov? I forget what the hell the name of it is. Radiation, that, that blue glow that's in the middle of a, of a, of an atomic pile. You don't know. You know, you don't know. You don't understand. Now, if you had the right information, you wouldn't go in there because you wouldn't want to die. Because cancer, radiation poisoning, you know, whatever. People like us want to have the truth of what's going on around us. And I know, lower T truth. I know, it's a, it's a curse word in my face. I know. But in this case, I mean the facts. The explanation of the facts. The factual explanation of the facts. Do you see the, 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 the continued item over here? Because if we know what's actually going on, if we have the facts of what's going on and what's causing these factual things, the factual explanation of what's causing these factual things, again, you see it, you see it's building up over here. We know how to deal with them because we will know what's actually going to be happening. When you push over the domino, it's going to fall in that direction that you pushed it, not backwards towards you, because that's the way that factual things operate. And you go ahead and you throw the stuff out there and you say, well, it's uh, only 10,000 because you're trying to win a fucking election? Yeah, there's my one. What the hell? That's exactly what it is, because you're trying to win an election. We're going to have a vaccine right before the election. Um... I believe the expression I'm looking for here is, uh, let me check my watch here. Bullshit? Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, is more my, uh, no, more they, my I think they are going to have something out. It's just not going. It's not going to do jack shit. It's going to be gonna some. Do jack shit. It's going to be a placebo. Yeah. Because. Or worse. It has not been, or, or it could be harmful. Who knows? But it's not going to be effective. They have not had the time to spend on it. 
and to get it, you know, thoroughly tested, they're just ramming this through because reasons. Yeah, well, this kind of ties into uh, something Shauna had said. I've been hearing that the numbers are skewed due to hospitals getting paid extra if they quote deaths was COVID related. We've heard this stuff before, and we've talked, uh, we've talked before with, um, uh, 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 attorney, uh, remind me, um, crap, I forgot his name. From opening arguments. Crap, I forgot his name. Um, Andrew Torres? Andrew Torres, thank you. Oh, God, I'm terrible tonight. I'm sorry. Um, the, the, the conspiracy theory ideas about these kinds of things, whether it's, um, Hospitals are getting paid extra if, if it is or if it isn't that they're getting, uh, that, that big pharma is holding on to stuff or they are, or they aren't because that they can charge more for this. We talk through these, these kinds of things and it basically comes down to try to hold a secret where tens of thousands of people are involved with keeping it that 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 doesn't that doesn't work so if it's something that you've heard because people have talked about it yeah they're wrong and if they're trying to convince you they're wrong and if you think I'm going to go ahead and say it again with that gravelly voice you're right because just people do things because it expends the least energy possible. And if believing a comfortable lie helps them sleep better at night, that's exactly what they're going to do. And that's what this whole damn thing has been. All these people got sick because they had other things that they died from. It wasn't this virus. So it's not out there like crazy all over the place. I don't need to be wearing a mask. I don't need to be washing my hands. I don't need to worry about stuff. So it's not around there all over the place. So I'm actually relatively, I'm actually safe. So I've got nothing to worry about. Which, by the way, all you guys who are out there, and yes, this is a real thing, apparently. All you guys out there who are you know, putting a, putting a holster on on your mask for your for your sidearm and it's pointing down towards your clavicle. <laughs> Good on you. Keep going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Walk around with that hammer cocked. Go right ahead. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. No, I'm not. We'll just let Darwin do his thing. Why? You know, that's, that's, that's what it comes down to. Why? Why 10% roughly? Why, why? What's, what's, what is the huge reason for bringing it down by an order of magnitude specifically? You know, that's a piece about this that I've been trying to, I've been trying to suss out for myself. And I can't come up with any, any reason for, you know, why specifically this number? 
there any any indication because it, it sounds a lot better. Oh my um, god, are we talking? I mean, if you go back to when we had the first fifteen cases, yeah, it's good. there's going to be nothing left. We don't want those because that makes our numbers look bad, and it wasn't our fault. And you know, we test too much; it makes the numbers look bad. And then slow down the testing, stop the testing, and sure enough, the numbers just kept going. The testing went down. People stopped testing so much, and so now when they test. You know, as a certain group of people, whether it's college students or whatever, they're coming up with, you know, 50%, 80% positive. You know, which is worse, having 2% of your tested population coming out positive or 80%? You know? He's worried about the damn numbers. That's all he's worried about. And then people are slamming him because of the numbers. And so... He's doing whatever it takes to make the numbers look better. You know, there's, there's two pieces about this, by the way. One, my kid at college, the college is doing random testing every once in a while to make sure that, you know, they if, if there's something that they can spot suddenly, that they that they can take care of that and isolate. So college is doing that who have got students. Thank you. Thank you. That is really important. Appreciate that. And um, and the other piece, oh, we've got uh, we've got. Okay, we had a little bit of a dip out on the on the stream for a couple of seconds there. That was nifty, novel. Um, I for- almost forgot what I was going. Oh, so so basically, what we're what we're talking about here is the nineteen ninety nine effect. What I'm talking about is the 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 point ninety nine cents on a purchase, because if it's point ninety nine, it's not that one dollar up. It's it's less than. That's what it starts to sound like to me now. Yo, you're not buying something for twenty dollars. It's only nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. I, I've done a. I was doing a little bit of checking behind the scenes here about the. Um, yeah, well, you guys have been a little bit busy with all the links that I got to deal with. Well, yeah, nothing wrong with that. I'll, yeah, I got another one here. Uh, this is from. Okay, this is from factcheck.org, which, you know, say what you will. They tend to be good. Yeah, but the question is: Are hospitals inflating the number of COVID nineteen cases and the deaths so they can be paid more? Uh, recent legislation pays hospitals higher Medicare rates for COVID-19 patients in treatment, but there is no evidence of fraudulent reporting. And then they go into a great big thing. Um, let's see. Uh, Minnesota State Senator was interviewed about it. Um, let's see. Yeah, one particular website did run run a story saying that U.S. hospitals were getting paid more. Um, just trying to see here. That begs the question, then, and and being that you and you know a little bit about uh, billing a little bit more than I do, would it be well? Would it be a matter of that they're getting paid more to say that they have COVID, or are they getting nope. paid more because COVID patients require a higher 
dollar amount when it comes to treatment. Well, I yeah. actually have an, what yeah, I, doing sorry. is paying based on a case rate. Yes. And so they're paying something like $37,000 for a COVID case, but that's the entire amount that they're going to pay. And so if you have someone that's in ICU for six or eight or 10 weeks, they're still getting that thirty-six or $37,000 and that's it. So they're yeah. actually losing money. Yeah. Right now, Medicare has determined that if you have a COVID-19 admission to the hospital, you'll get paid $13,000. If that COVID-19 patient goes on a ventilator, you get $39,000. Nobody can tell me after 35 years in the world of medicine that sometimes those kinds of things impact on what we do. Um, They're not going to put people on ventilators if they don't need it, though. That's That's dangerous. It's very dangerous, and mm-hmm. they're finding out, especially with COVID, that that's like a last resort kind of a thing. Um, if you put someone on a ventilator, then the chances of them ever coming off of it are very, very slim. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're doing, it it's actually kills people quicker to put them on a ventilator yeah. with COVID. You know, at first they thought that they were treating something similar to acute respiratory distress syndrome, which would require ventilation, but they were you know, not understanding how the disease worked when they first started putting on people on ventilators and they're finding out now it's better to keep them off as long as possible Mm -hmm. and position them in a prone position Yeah, and use supplemental oxygen. So they're not reaching for that ventilator unless they absolutely have to. Yeah. And and that's the other thing too. You got to think about it. Like we're in... It's September now. And this thing sparked up in February, roughly. And we, nobody had any idea what they were doing with this thing. And they should have. They, sorry, they could have. They could have. But again. But, but suddenly, you had all these buzzwords come out. You had ventilators. You had hydroxychloroquine. You had... You had 3D, 3D printers. Uh, okay, I hadn't quite thought of that one. No, you know, but, only, be, only because there were... I mean, you're, you're pointing out that there were a lot of buzzes that were going around... And the the DIY three D print and and and, and yeah. copyright and, and all that stuff. Yeah, there was there was a yeah. shit ton of stuff that but, happened. But, but now and and now we're looking at now the the new buzzword now is cor- comorbidity. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the simple fact is, and this ties into what a lot of what we were talking about is that the media jumps on one thing; they all dogpile it. And they muddy the water so badly that none of us really understand what's going on until months later when someone finally cuts through all of this and says, oh, wait, actually, it's been this. Is that what I think it is? It is. Somebody was putting uh, the projection of the death toll for my COVID people on the <laughs> projecting it on the Trump Hotel in Washington. 
go them. Well, that's one of the reasons why that uh, shortly after this happened, that's when we got that 9%. Uh Aha! Okay. Now, you see, this is something I didn't know. Nor I. Because, you know, I I hear about all this kind of stuff like, oh, it's Trump this, it's Trump that. And look, I'm going to be honest, I do a lot of eye rolling on this because it's like, it, it seems like, oh, you know, t- today is Saturday. And, you know, basically somebody says the word Trump and somebody else flies into a frenzy. It's almost like a holy word, the opposite of a holy word on people. You know, I remember you used to be able to say a sacred phrase and a demon would like lose their shit. Now, nowadays, you say Trump and somebody else is just going to freak out because reasons. Yeah. Anyways, like I said, I do a lot of eye rolling on this because it's like, yeah, um, I'm getting too old for this. Well, let's let's just say the Trump campaign, or at least Trump himself, took this kind of personally. And I think it was meant to be personal. Well, you know, a, a statesman would let that roll off his back. Yeah. You know, that's, and I mean, that's what you come to expect from a lot of, uh, a lot of politicians. I mean, I go back to the Stephen Harper versus Jack Layton thing, you know, in, 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 in the house, they fought each other tooth and nail in the media. They eviscerated each other verbally. When Jack died, Harper saluted him and said he was a good man. Jack Layton got the kind of funeral that only a prime minister or other heads of state would get, and he never he never reached that. But he was recognized as a good man, a good fighter for the people. And he got he got a level of honor that is reserved for people of higher station than him. That is a statesman. Yeah. That is how a statesman reacts. That's respect. It is. And it's also an understanding that, you know, it's a game in a lot of cases. Politics is a game. The stakes are much higher than, you know, the, the Stanley Cup, I'll grant you. Um, and, and Sean is saying it. Trump is an immature child and he doesn't know how to grow up. And that's the thing. He takes things seriously or personally. He does hold grudges. And for a lot of the blue collar, easy to anger Americans out there, that resonates, which is why he's considered a populist and which is why people are so fervent for supporting of him in many places because he's his attitude strikes a chord with a lot of people. And, you know, there's a meme floating around about, and it shows all of these different politicians like Pelosi, Biden, uh, a lot of these, and I'm going to say it, a lot of these old farts who've, who've been in the business for decades, literal decades. Like, we're talking people who have been in office since, you know, Nixon times. And, and to me, that's, that seems a lot. 
you know, you know, should you really be around for that long after so many changes and thinking that nothing's going to change? Anyways, one of the big things about it is that they've had, you know, 33, 44, 50, you know, 30, you know, between 30 and 50 years in office. And yet, and yet it's Trump that's the ones getting blamed and he's been, he's been at this for three years. And look, say what you will, but when you've been in office for that long and things have gotten so bad, like the outsourcing of manufacturing jobs to, to China, to the point where you guys can't even make your own medicine right now. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Where, where were the politicians to drop the hammer and say, no, you can't do that. A lot of them got their palms greased by these corporations. So, you know, to say that this person is bad or that person is bad, what the hell have you done? You know, they, they say that, you know, this politician caused No, you caused it because you let it happen. You were there at the start. Now that thou, thou is reaping what thou hast sown. And people are angry now. And now we're, we're in this, um, we're in this situation. And actually, just before the show, I was uh, flipping on Twitter because I hate my life. <sighs> There's a reason I renamed, renamed myself to another black pilled guy because that, they should just rename Twitter to, you know, the blue bird should just turn black because, anyways. Successful. Oh, it is. It is. Um, but I saw a tweet from the WHO. You know what they're worried about now? Here's here's a new buzzword for you. You know, we got comorbidity. Let's end with another one. Vaccine nationalism. Think about it. Whoever gets it first, are they going to spread it? Or are they going to hoard it? Um, not to sound overly conceited, but from where I'm sitting, what I saw in that article today about uh, the human trials that we're doing, you might want to root for us. Yeah. Because we're the nice guys. Because we channel all of our evil into our cobra chickens. Yep. And and our uh, flat-tailed tanks. Um, not The gonna, beavers. Yeah, I got, the I got, I got that. The, the, the flat-tailed buzzsaw tanks. Yeah, I got that. At least we know that those tanks float. There's a there's a callback to last night for, yeah. for us. <laughs> Screw the things. We got um we gotta um we gotta see about rapping uh, a little bit and I'm I'm still trying to find my footing for such as it is for uh for sleeping, so I'm I'm a little kinda here kinda trying to make it at this point. Um you know, just real quickly on that one, wasn't it Jonas Salk who basically had whatever it was that he had and just said, yeah, just give it out to everybody, free. No, Nobody needs to, to keep this hoarded. Just everybody, help. Yep. But, you know, then again, that's... Yeah. Well, I can tell you, if we 
come up with a vaccine all of a sudden that shows up November 1st. I am not going to be one of the first people to get it. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I uh, am <laughs> not going to get on a rushed product. Hey, uh, what am I? Yeah. Yep. And you know, rotavirus, uh, the vaccine that came out in 1999. Nope. Sorry, which one? The rotavirus that they came out with in 1999 and then had to withdraw off the market when it started killing infants. <laughs> Just, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, you know... Um, yeah. It still happens. It, it does. And, you know, this... Yeah, I, I'm the same way. And, I mean, I'm, I'm someone that really should be jumping at that vaccine pretty quick because... Well, let's see. I got two years left until I got to go for my my boosters. I actually do have to take. I have to get five injections um, to compensate for the fact that I don't have the spleen. Um. So I mean, I am kind of chemically dependent on this kind of stuff because I've got a physical. I, I've I've got a problem, and. I am probably going to wait. If I can, I'm going to wait a year after this vaccine comes out to see if anything comes out. Like as soon as I hear it hits the market and by that, I mean is available and that I have the ability to do it. I am going to mark that day and then I'm going to mark a day, you know, either a year later or six months later. And I'm going to track how that vaccine is working. You know, are are people recovering? Um, are we? Are they? You know, foaming at the mouth, spasming on the ground, and bleeding out their eyes? I gotta stop watching some shows. Um, you know, or are they just you know dropping in the middle of the street all of a sudden? You know, I yeah. We have to. We it, have to do. Our due diligence. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I want something that's been through proper, complete trials yeah. from another country. And that's why I'm kind of that's why I'm keeping track of this. Uh, I'm going to start keeping track of this one that uh, we're working on up here. I want to try to get a, a more up to date thing because, like I said, I saw this on the news just yesterday about the about the trials for, about the human trials for this vaccine in Canada. So there, there's got to be something more up to date than what I what I posted earlier. We'll have to see how that is, Joseph. If you can trust, if you can trust France for one thing, it's their uh, I guess in testing medication and developing medication. So if it's got France's seal of approval, we can pre we can mostly trust it. Yeah, I yeah. I had anyway anyways die. Their stamp uh, has more credit than okay. the U.S. Considering the um, considering the uh, uh, the joint with the EU, somehow that wouldn't surprise me at all, and that would make perfect sense. Yeah, because uh, I think it has to have both EU and um, and France's. Yeah, um, we've 
we've talked a lot over on the, the North American side. Um, we, we really should be closing at this point, but uh, the, there is something about this that I want to talk with Joseph about for just a, a couple of moments before we actually close up. So um, bringing in the idea of, uh, of France being able to say, hey, if this medication is good, this is probably good for everybody else. It's not just France, though, is it? It is the EU. It is a collection of multiple countries effectively working together, maybe not necessarily on the, the drug itself, but into making sure that it is safe for all the member nations to begin with. No? Well, sure. Well, that, that's what the EU is. That's what it is. It's a, it's a joint uh, joint effort of um, standards and, uh, and whatnot. Um, my comment on France is more uh, France tends to be well they like to hedge their bets. Well, they, they, they make damn sure that uh, if they're going to put their name on something no more the clause here. No, understandable. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think, um, well, there's countries like Denmark, who are also very well known for their halfway research. Um, yeah, they, they have a little more reason they approach, a little less political. It's complicated, but, anyways, um, but you're right, yeah, anything that comes out in the EU, EU has to go through. Yeah, the reason why I wanted to very specifically hit that is that, yes, in the United States, you have 50 states plus territories theoretically working for the whole. It tends to be much more a, yeah, there's 50 states plus territories kind of vying for the finish line first and then, you know, pull everybody up afterwards. Versus the EU, that has much more a tendency, and I'm, I'm speaking very, very grandly, where the EU would be working towards, well, we're working for each other. Yes, you know, we're, we'll, we'll have the individual country get, you know, props specifically for it, but we're doing this for everybody, and yeah, you'll get the medal, but we all get the medal on top of that, which kind of sounds really weird that way, but I, I think that would not be too overly dramatic. Yeah, well, there is no medal. I mean, because you deserves as close both a booster and a, and breaks for um, an individual country research because I mean they take from the collective to fund research. Uh, somebody comes forward uh, because in a certain country, doesn't matter which one, comes forward with a project, um, research project, and it gets approval. Well, the funding that the project is going to get is coming from the collective. But the product of that research effort um, it also has to pass by the 
which is kind of going to quash any individual country's uh, desire to get ahead of the rest. You know, what comes from the collective does the collective does basically have. Yeah, and there's uh, there's there's a very large something to be said for that. It's um, it ends up generally speaking, and and from from what I've understood of the 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 matrix of it all, forgive me, is that you work for the greater good when all is said and done, and. It may be a little bit slow sometimes because of those breaks, like you're saying, but it it works towards those those greater goods, no? Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons the, the, the UK wanted to break from... They wanted to break from this. They tend to... Mentality is their American counterparts... They just want to be at the front of the pack, head of the race, and all that. And the huge of the lunch, I mean, from, in every aspect of the uh, economy, whatever, um, yeah, because it be a breaks for that. Takes off that edge. You know, maybe, uh, maybe there's a. Uh... Maybe there's a future uh, episode talking about what uh, socialism really means oh, sometimes yeah. then, you know. Democratic. Very much so. Um, Stephanie, um, Stephanie had said, working together is how our species has thrived. Yeah. That's, 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 that's true. I mean, there, there's safety in numbers. Everybody pulls together for the collective. Uh, forgive me for having a Borgism there. But, you know, for, for the grand greater good, you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard to argue with that, isn't it? Um, Joseph, you, you, you didn't get the, you really didn't have very much to, to have to say for this whole damn thing until, like, really here. I'm, I'm, Sorry for that. I wasn't sure uh, no, where. No if, I, if, if I had something to add that you guys weren't saying, I would do it. Oh, I, I know, I know. But y- you, you also know. You know, I like to try to get us all as 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 equal as possible, depending as to what's going on. So, um, well, we're we're talking more. <clears throat> I'm not very well versed in medical research and all that. The actual thing, like Bridget is, so. There is that. Fair enough. Um, what uh, was? What would you like to end up uh, closing with for tonight? Oh, that'll do. Huh? Um, yeah, let's just say that the next uh, <clears throat> the next few months is going to be pretty interesting. Ain't that the case? <clears throat> With the maneuvering of the Trump side of things getting more and more frantic. And fair enough. Uh, Dallin, what are you... Be- I'm sorry? I said I'll be watching. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
join the club. Yeah, Dallin, real quick, uh, what what last item have you got? If it smells like fish, dig a little deeper. If you see a story that just doesn't doesn't seem right, keep digging, because chances are it might be wrong. So if this, yeah, I'll I'll just move right along. Uh, Bridget, you uh, you have definitely got to have uh, the most bile going on for this whole damn thing. What have, what have you got to close it? Wow. Uh, we still have a lot of uninsured people in this country. And a lot of insured, uninsured people that are getting COVID in this country. And if people think that hospitals are just slapping COVID on every, you know, anything and everything to make more money, they are sadly mistaken. Some of these uninsured people have racked up five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand, a million dollars worth of hospital charges and they have no insurance and there's no way for them to pay it. And it's not just a diagnosis. This shit is actually killing lots of people. And it's a lot more than nine thousand, I can tell you that. Okay. And, you know, fuck Mike Pence and Trump and just the whole fucking administration. Just fuck them. So you're, you're, you're leading the bit on that one. Let me leave you with this. Somebody had pointed out a few years ago 3,500 people dead in one day was simply unfathomable and would never happen again. We have more than that in a week. Every week. For six months. And more. Why is this not reason enough? To demand the absolute best. You threw a war halfway around the world for 3,500 people. There should be an absolute war on this microscopic killer. There's plenty of money to go along for planes and bullets and aircraft. Jet fuel. Where is the money and the drive to kill the killer? It's on your spray-tanned head, whether you like it or not. It's on the head of every person that allows that monstrosity to simply allow this to have happen by not doing anything.
Am I angry? Oh, yeah. I was angry when my wife died from cancer, and we did our damnedest for that, only to find out that what could have saved her ended up hurting her. Probably ended up killing her. Because it helped her to bleed. Am I angry about this? Yeah. Because people are not doing what they're supposed to do. They're not doing their damn jobs. Is it the researchers I'm talking about? Yeah. Is it the politicians? Yeah. Is it a lot of other groups? Yeah. But it's the people that don't want to help each other. Won't wear a goddamn mask over their nose. Take it off so that they can cough. We're the first line of defense for each other. We should goddamn to act like it. Kick the people who don't. At this rate, I'm going to get really, really, really super emotional. And let me tell you, that's not a place I want to be right now. So let's close up shop. Thank you very much for being with us, everybody. Hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives. And Truly, I hope that you stay safe. As always, everybody, thank you. Joseph, you take very good care of yourself. It's good to have you. And uh, you have yourself a good morning. Thank you so much. You too, sir. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And please be safe, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Extra touch. Bridget, um, something tells me you want to say, uh, fuck Mike Pence again. So, um, uh, do you want to go ahead and say that again? Just fuck Mike Pence. Yeah, I, th- I thought you'd say that. Thanks for being on, huh? And you, again, of course, you know, take care of yourself, huh? <coughs> yeah, you too. Wow, thanks. Irony. Appreciate that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Went down the wrong way. If anybody wants to find me on Facebook, you can send me a friend request, Bridget Fitch. And you can find me on my blog at bridgetfitch2112.wordpress.com. I was about to say phrasing, man. Just excuse me. Uh, I took a drink and it went down the wrong way. Uh. You know, if you were a dolphin, you wouldn't have this problem. This is true. <laughs> Intelligent design, my ass. That's that's not an. <laughs> Dallin, um, twice in in f- twice in forty eight hours, I get to say thank you for being with me. <sighs> Pleasure as always. Uh, okay, weather's better now. Um, I know I'm very behind. I've just been... I don't know. I, I don't know what I've been. It's volunteer work. It's not like we're keeping you on a schedule or anything. No word too much. Yeah, I know. It's still... Um, <laughs> At least you weren't doing it in the middle of the show this time. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but anyways, um, 
yeah, I am the custodian of or the curator of the audio version of this show over at holycrapblogcast.com. Uh, any kind of conscious consciousness streams I might have, you can catch that over at inthewind.yo5.ca. And making its return after after one month of way too much hot and humid uh, to do anything about it, uh, my podcast, The Kick in the Cast, will be coming back on Monday, and you can see that over at podchaser.com slash kickinthecast. Thank you, man. I really do appreciate it. You take care of yourself, huh? Yeah, I will. All right. As stated, everything's over at the website. If you'd like to leave a voicemail message for us, you can do that over at H59HCTV554, 859-4288-554. And uh, we'd love to, uh, if you're going to insult us, at least, you know, kind of be creative, at least. That'd, that'd, be, that'd be nice. But you know, be that as it may. And for anybody, only because we kind of joked about this last night, Anybody that would like to uh, donate to the show, feel free over patreon.com slash HCTV. Did I, I think I got that. Uh, you know what? I, I never think about it. So I never think to, to offer that. I, I, you know, we, we say that we're really bad at self-promotion. I'm really bad at self-promotion. Um, over on the chat. Thank you, Stephanie, Phyllis, Shauna. Appreciate it. You guys, uh, please, please take care of yourselves. And of course, for all of our folks, you know, it's, it's the end of the summer. And I, I know for there's some folks that are going to try to get in a few more, uh, a few more boat runs out there. Please do not drink on the water. You want to drink on dry land and fall over drunk. You're going to hurt yourself. You fall over into the water. You're going to inhale cold water. There is actually a reflex for that. Don't let that happen to you. So, you will take care of yourselves. It's good to have you with us. And, as always, on behalf of us all, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And, my lady, we were talking about you tonight. You should have been 50 years old. I'm still in love. Not today, Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. And our anniversary of having met is about to come up. I miss you. So, until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.